Could you give at Marks with Mike's podcast a shout out? Shout out! Hey yo! What a maneuver! Are you kidding me? The irresistible force meeting the Hey yo. You know what it is by the sound of my voice. That's right, it's your boy, Mr. Six Foot Nine. JT back in this piece once again. And of course, I am joined by the co host, L. Cheech. What's going on, Bobby? Hey, Chico. What's going on? Man, nothing much. Laying in the cut like a band aid, trying to make sure we're cool it at all times. And of course, we are joined by the unofficial official, Cole Flash Intern. <laughs> Yes, no, but what's going on, man? Hey, yo. Well, you know what, man? Happy 316 day. And uh, most importantly, rest in peace, Scott Hall. Rest in peace, indeed. Uh, we figured that we would just go ahead and pay tribute to Scott Hall this week. I mean, a man deserving of it. And I figured we could talk a little bit about him, uh, his career, uh, the adversities that, that he came over. The whole nine yards, man. Um, if you don't know who Scott Hall is, let me just give y'all like a little preview for the people that are new to this wrestling. guy who career transcended uh through decades of wrestling uh let's talk about the man i mean chiefs me and you was chopping it up and i found out some stuff about scott hall that i didn't know that he was in a tag team early on in his career I don't know um, if y'all remember. I think it was the uh, the American Starship Eagle and Coyote. You know, Coyote was uh, <laughs> I believe it was Hall, and Eagle was Dan Spivey. That's um, Waylon Mercy for those that were raised in the '90s. You know, yeah. Um, I forgot where were they at. It was in the you know mid '80s, but. Look at this stud, man. And that was, you know, before he actually went to Puerto Rico and went, you know, to WWE. But he looked great, man. And um, 
Yeah, American Starship, bro. Yeah, but let's let's definitely talk about it, man. Scott Hall was born October twentieth, nineteen fifty eight, um, and of course, known around the world as you know Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, the Outsider, the uh, Cowboy, the Cowboy. This man has uh, wrestled in WCW, He's wrestled in Puerto Rico, WWF, WWE, uh, ECW. So his his New leg, Japan, New Japan. So his his legs have uh you know been in a lot of places. First of all, like I gotta say that our, our thoughts and prayers uh go out to the family of uh, Scott Hall, family and friends, uh his son, uh Cody Hall, his daughter, you know, who you know, people are just pretty much uh finding out about. Um, but definitely we, we have to definitely send our prayers and thoughts to, you know. Kevin Nash, Sean Walterman, uh, Triple H, HBK, uh, anyone that was close to him, Eric Bischoff, uh, Hogan, you know, this thing, this thing affected a lot of people. Like, I, I remember, you know, when when I got the news of him breaking his hip, like a week prior to that, I was like, damn, man. Like, the first thing I thought about, like, hip injuries are, are, are very, very you know, crucial. But, you know, once I found out that, you know, he was going under, you know, and they had to do the surgery, you know, all I could do is pray because I've been through a similar situation with my family, with a family member, family member who broke their hip and, you know, had to require surgery. So, you know, I, I prayed about it. And then, uh, you know, we find out that he's in a coma and then we find out that it's not looking too good. The one thing I could say about the fans itself, uh, to me, people already writing the man off before he even passed away. Like, that pissed me off a lot. I you can't know. stand that shit. That yeah, pissed me off a lot. People yeah, of the internets, do your but, damn research. It, it was, um, you know, it was... It was sad, but at the same time, um, a lot of good stories started coming out and that, you know, pretty much people knew about, but this time around is, you know, um, it was the, the, the poor, you know what I mean? Cause he touched so many people, you know, um, from, you know, all the way, everybody from pop culture and, you know, hip hop and all that, you know, so. It was crazy because, you know, he was definitely a unique, you know what I mean, wrestler, you know what I mean? And um, I like a lot of people talk about how Mr. Perfect, you know what I mean? Kurt Henning, another one that left us too early. You know, the, the impact he had and the fact that he was in his learning tree, you know what I mean? They they were attacking back in the day. And, um, and we know what kind of uh, careers they have. They both Hall of Famers. So... Yeah, man, definitely both follow famous. Uh, I repeat, of both wrestlers, but uh, you, you mentioned transcending pop culture, man. Like Razor, I don't call him Razor already, but you know Scott Scott Hall, um, you know he, he transcended. I mean, even even in his early days in WCW as as a diamond stud, like you can see, you can see that uh, that happening. You know, back in the day, him him and DDP, you know. Had the, had the connection going on and look look how jacked this guy was man this guy was built 
And uh, yeah. you know, you can you can see the the small incarnations of the Razor Ramon character. You know, even it, it even when when he was Cowboy Scott, you know, he's just always been cool. Uh, but then. 1990, what, 92 comes around. He signs a contract with WWF. And then we get the birth of quite possibly one of the greatest characters to ever, you know, touch a TV screen in Razor Ramon. And then... Uh, Say hello to Razor Ramon. <laughs> yeah, just like that, step into the scene. It, it was different, you know. What I mean, smell fresh air. Like you know, now like a lot of details started coming up. You know, like that. Hey yo, you know he got it from you know Sylvester Stallone. You know the Scarface callbacks and all. You know what I mean the way he he presented himself. You know what I mean like. Me as a young cat, oh, he's Cuban. Because when he used to wrestle in Puerto Rico, which I seen him wrestle, he had the mustache. You know what I mean? So this is another different way. For To me, once you find out that it was that Scott Hall that used to wrestle against Miguel Perez, you know what I mean? Um, that that That's crazy, you know what I mean? Like... Yo, that was that was him, and that was the way he used to be in Puerto Rico. A lot of people used to go to it, but man, um, it's crazy. You know what I mean? He he, he was pop culture, bro. Like from the get go, as, as soon as he stepped in the scene. Nah, and you definitely right about that. So so the first time you got to see Scott Hall wrestle was in Puerto Rico, not here. Mm, exactly, but I didn't know that was Racer Ramon. Up to a year later, you know what I mean? Years later that actually, you know what I mean? You see it like, you know, they mentioned the stuff. So it was like, oh shit. You know, and it was uh it was crazy how he reinvented himself. But then again, still in PR, you know, he was putting people over. You know, he wants his few titles, you know what I mean, in WWC. And um he always had a home over there. He actually also wrestle for uh you know a good friend Savio Vega IWA you know what I mean once uh you know back in the day in Puerto Rico yeah I mean he he wrestled all throughout the NWA territories uh the AWA um you know New before, Japan New Japan uh he had he had a short stint in WWF in 87 in 90 and then he went to wcw then he came back to the wwf um he was also in tna impact yeah, yeah you, you you know who uh he had a dark match and in that dark match that's where he had to uh, remember uh they had a silhouette about his art you know his artwork that he had the leggings you know what i mean the long pants yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember that. And, and that, that yeah, but that dark match was a few months before he actually made his debut, and it was his dark match was against one Tito Santana. Hey, Hall of Famer. Um, but 
the thing the thing about it though with with this whole entire thing like i, I remember the first time that i actually seen the character of razor ramon on on television man like uh that shit was so cool like that as a young as a young kid like and i'm young like i, I think razor what debuted in 93 so if i'm and you, if not, a little a uh, little tidbit remember, i don't know i know i'm pretty sure y'all probably recall call um being mentioned as of late who was his first match oh let's get it first match I well the thing is i'm gonna tell you this i don't remember his name but it was carmelo's dad oh yeah that's right that's right Car <laughs> dad. yeah i don't know his it's, name sorry uh, sir is i think well her name's leah van dam but i don't know what her father's name is it's like and paul the, or i don't know but van like, dam? yeah kind of like jean-claude van dam but i think <laughs> it's spelled a little differently yeah 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 but um the first the first time i seen him like as a kid and this is 93 so i want to say like i'm seven so the, the first time i i seen uh, him on tv like I, I i was captivated i was like yo this guy's like no and you know he would he would say the rock is straight up you know what i mean he wasn't going for no little bullshit. you know he was having like big matches you know like like you said i you know i had a few matches one of the matches at royal rumble you know, he faced Bret Hart and stuff like that. That they, you know, what I mean, they they he was a top dog from the get go. When oh, once yeah. he came in, yeah, him and Bret never got along. No, I mean, he was good friends with his brother Owen that passed away, another legend of the business. But yeah, uh, Scott and Bret were not like peaches and cream or anything like that. Man, it was just some crazy shit between them two a lot. Yeah, and uh, you know, when I see this this guy seven years old, man it clicked for me i was like man this guy's cool as shit. like walks around flicking the toothpicks you know going going to the restaurants throwing things off the table he's like you know i'm, I'm el jefe you know what i mean i'm the boss around here like uh for instance my ride man he's a cadillac man custom <laughs> made for razor you know chico 90 miles away they're living like pigs like <laughs> like he was uh, like the, the coolest thing ever to to ever like come across my tv screen like i got a version of scarface as a wrestler but not not only scarface but just this whole different entity and you know that, that i remember like you know watching on a network and they're talking about how the gimmick came about and Scott Hall actually pitched it. Like this is partly his creation. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it, it ended up being big. Ended up being mega. You know. And then you know, on the very first episode of Raw, this guy and I just fact checked this. This is the first wrestler ever to disrespect Vince McMahon on television ever. Chico, you can't do nothing about Razor Ramon taking your precious gold <laughs> at the Royal Rumble. Well, head your way, ladies and gentlemen, in less than two weeks, Sunday afternoon. He's a bad eye. <laughs> let's say this. It wasn't that Vince. It was Vince. We didn't know yet that he was the owner. 
So right, right, right. It don't count the first, the, the first punking on Vince McMahon on the first Raw ever. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. And, and it was huge. You know what I mean? You've seen him the way it was, you know, with the little two earrings popping off. You know what I mean? It was like 29 years ago. Damn. Yeah, that's oh, that's that shit crazy. I I don't know around this time. Remember, look at this. Yo. The timing, that shirt. Yeah, I remember that game. You know, that game changed a lot of people. You know, perspective of the game. You know what I mean? And look yeah, at it. who's who. Yeah, at the arcade. Yeah, but yeah. that shirt. You remember that shirt? A few years it started popping off because uh one, Mr. Graham <laughs> Drake rocked it so then they started calling him out because oh you ain't no wrestling fan or whatever <laughs> yeah drake drake got heckled for wearing that shirt but, yeah you remember yeah but the thing is like you know you got people in hip-hop that really really you know really been rocking with dude you know what i'm saying like really rocking yeah. with will raise it like this man this man is his name's been mentioned in so many bars uh so many songs across the board uh to me you know what i'm saying i put scott hall far as in the culture the same way i would put rick flair inside the culture because let's be honest as a kid and a, for, for for a lot of people you you wanted to be like rick flair when it came down to you know the limousines and the ladies but as far as being cool like no, you wanted to be like Scott Hall. Like I remember, I remember flicking my toothpick just like he flicked his his toothpick. You know what I'm saying? Just just cause like I seen it on TV. So like for a while, I I was I was rocking toothpicks. You know, toothpicks in the air, chewing on a toothpick. And you talk you talking about like middle school, elementary. I'm walking around with a toothpick, flicking it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, the swag, and the swag. You know what I mean? When you would come yeah. out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, kind of like. That to this day. To this day, bro. Like, to this day, like, I'm walking, like, you know, the, the, the whole swagger about him, man. But, you know, he definitely he definitely touched the culture. Like, uh, when the news broke out, you you had uh, people like Westside Gun who put out, who put out a statement, you know. And, hey, yo. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's where yeah. he got it from. That's what that's exactly where you know what side gun got it from. But you know, what side gun put out put out a statement, you know, on on everything, uh dealing dealing with uh, you know the passing and everything. And like, and then um yeah, and also, you know, some you know, people in within the business, you know what I mean, they put out some statements, you know, Tony Shivani, you know. Yeah, very sad. Very sad Scott, Scott Hall was one of the greatest wrestlers to compete in any era. When he walked on Nitro in uh, May 27 and 96, it changed wrestling. Survey says, may the bad guy rest in peace. And Arn Anderson, Scott Hall was a gifted performer, a brilliant mind, and a credit to this profession. Um, then you had Jake Roberts. Uh, goodbye, my brother, Scott. Now you have peace. Rest in peace. And you also had Mick Foley. Scott Hall was a Towering figure among his competitors, a legend inside and outside the ring. My deepest condolences to the friends, the family, and everyone who loves Scott Hall. Uh, you also had Steen. This is heartbreaking. Huge loss. He definitely made us all better. Helped me with 
that one of a kind Scott Hall insights. So many too sweet memories, Scott. You will be missed. Uh, Triple H, I'm gutted. Lost a brother. I love you, Scott. I'll see you down the road. Buddy system. Uh, you also had DDP, the bad guy to the end. Yo, Def, what's your finisher? Can't wait to kick out. He may not have kicked out, but he wasn't going to put that motherfucker over clean. Uh, at real, Kevin Nash, love you and miss you more. Godspeed. Rest in peace. Listen, Scott Hall touched a lot of people across his business. And uh, we mentioned Steam. And me, me was shopping it up. And it was actually revealed that uh, I've said, have you ever seen The Crow? He said, no. And I said, it's kind of a little cool, dark character with the white face paint and the dark lines. And then I said, tell you to rip off Taker, but rip off Taker. The kind of rule, uh, it it wasn't uh, your different territory. It's not quite as bad. They, the way I remember, I think he ran it by Eric Bischoff, and they went, yeah, we were off to the races. To me, I don't need any credit for it. It was great when Steam put me over and thanked me, but to me, it was just the right thing to do. I never knew Steam. We are a, a little friendlier these days. So to me, once you give a guy idea that works, you have a connection, and with that guy, I've never made – I've never made a road trip with Sting. Uh, we may have eaten dinner once or twice, but nothing, nothing much. Uh, but I can point ax, uh, point across the locker room, and after that, and go. There's my boy. You never forget the guys who helped you, and you never forget the guys who screwed you over. Which is true. Which is true. So you know, Scott Scott Hall never wanted. You know, a lot of credit for everything, man. Like, this guy, he put over everybody, everybody. Yeah, he, he, he came up with a lot of people, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, like, he would give idea. He was a great mind. And, um, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'll be relieved. You know, we're going a little ahead, you know what I mean? But he had let other people, let's say, perhaps the biggest upset on, in raw history was this. You know what I mean? That one, two, three kid at the point, you know, at that at that time, you know, we didn't know, you know, if if, if you didn't watch him wrestling, because remember there was no online shit, so you didn't know who the one, two, three kid was, so, you know, and he beats him, and um, he was known for that. Uh, I remember, I think it was in on in Nitro, oh, I don't know, if it was Nitro Thunder, Jericho, you know, he was supposed to go, um, Hall was supposed to go over. Next thing you know, Jericho, he told him, whatever, just follow me. I'll take the heat. Jericho beat him. And, you know, Eric Bishop went off on him. And he was like, what, you didn't like my match? He was like, no, my match was good. You know what I mean? But you went over. It was like, you know, does it matter? You know what I mean? Like, he was so witty with it. But, you know what I mean? Like, he had a great mind for the for the business. So he came through quick, you know. And the clutch, man, definitely in the clutch. Uh, the one, two, three kid, aka you know, six, aka X Pop, you know, another person's career that he helped, you know, get off the ground. And Scott Holden put over, you know, the one, two, three kid, aka Sean Walterman. And you know, at that point, then we probably wouldn't have 
had to have what we had with X Pac later down the line. So Yo, and, and re- my bad too. Remember when um X Pac was out in WCW for a minute, he kept giving him a shout out, rocking the sick the eight ball shirt. You know what I mean? Like um he he, he always he, he was that type of dude. You know what I mean? Like to still remind you. You know what I mean? Like that you know that he's still out there. You know even though he wasn't on TV. Yeah, like he he definitely made made sure that you know your name didn't miss the, the mark at all. But you know, no no point intended with the mark. But I will say this. Um, I will say this. There, there are so many moments that, that, that you can talk about when it comes to, to his career. I mean, whether it be the latter match with um, Shawn Michaels, which elevated the game. Like, that was WWE's first ladder match. And still to this day, people try to outdo it. They try to duplicate it. it they try to replicate it. It can never be replicated, man. Like, I, I remember... I remember watching this match and seeing Scott Hall walk underneath uh, the ladder. The first wrestler I ever seen do that. The next wrestler after that I seen do it, Jeff Hardy. You, you get what I'm saying? So he's touched so many <clears throat> different generations of wrestling. And then, uh, you know, Scott Hall, we, we mentioned pop culture. Like, this man was on the Jerry Springer show. And not just for any reason, like, this man went out, out of his way to, to meet with these two kids uh, who, who have been suffering from HIV. And he went out there and just just to go ahead and, you know, give these kids some encouragement. Like, here's a clip. Goes to the little girl, gives her the razor necklace. Razor Ramon! Here's a little t-shirt for you, baby doll. Strong like bulls. You can sleep now. Okay, I got one for you too, buddy. I've been looking for you, man. Yeah. Is it true that he was talking bad about me? No, no, he, he said he was going to call you Mr. Ramon when you came in. He did say immediately. No, for sure. He did say immediately like you were his favorite. Apparently, he's dead. Watching and that kid was an actor. <laughs> you know, I look at you, Razor, and and uh, and obviously, I I can't imagine there's anyone around that that would have your strength or could. I don't see anybody in this office. That's the real belt, by the way. Well, well that's only because... Oh, smart. Yeah. That's only because I happen to be wearing a suit at the time. But, um, <laughs> but as tough as you are, and there's no one tougher, can you imagine having to fight the fight that these two kids are the size of your right arm? I just want to say, and I want Tyler and Hydea to know this, and I think they already do know this, that where I come from, it ain't how many times you go down, it's how many times you get up. You ain't beat. 
You ain't beat till you quit. So if you don't quit, you never lose. I know. Keep Wait, what? <laughs> the knowledge, see? Powerful. Uh, right there, man. Powerful. Yeah. Short and simple. And I mean, here, here, here's another sad truth. He is the first official member of the clique to pass away. I mean, with that tweet that Triple H put out, he said he lost a brother. So for the young fans out there that don't know, he is one of the reasons why there was a curtain call a long time ago when the three of us were younger kids. So, yeah, that was because of him and his uh, buddy over there, Kevin Nash. They were leaving WWF at the time, now WWE, and going to WCW. Yeah, yeah we, we getting a little ahead of ourselves, too. But, um, yeah, that moment happened. But one other thing, like you said, you know what I mean, that changed the game, you know what I mean, was that ladder match with uh, with uh, Shawn Michaels. John Michaels. And the fact that he was so giving, you know what I mean, um, Going back to that in your house, the first in your house, you know what I mean? Um, he's definitely having a match, and next thing you know, he's getting jumped. And um, we've seen this a few years, you know, as it happened, Santino Morella, I know this, but that's one of the first person, you know, ones, you know what I mean? Like, that came from the like a fan and turned out to be a childhood friend of his was one Savio Vega, friend of the show. You know, and um, that changed the game because Savio Vega came in and he helped a lot of people, you know, um, get them over because he was such a good worker, you know. And, uh, man, and that's a commitment, you know what I mean, a, a talk of how Scott Hall was, you know what I mean. He was like, I said earlier, in Puerto Rico, you know, he met, you know, Savio Vega, so he returned that favor, you know what I mean. And because of him, he was able to have a – you know, a good career. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Scott Hall definitely uh, opened up that door for him and and WWF at the time. And then you know, just just look at how many people that you know he touched. Now, the first time I ever got to see Scott Hall as a kid was at the Palm Beach Auditorium. You know, they they had WWF uh, a WWF live live show there. I forgot the name of it. But I know that we had we had on the card. I know uh, Razor was on there. I want to say Warrior was there. I want to say that HBK was there. And this is like the beginning of HBK when he had a sen sensational Sherry. You know, like the beginning of HBK. Um, like this, this was like prime time. And I, of course, the one, two, three kid was there. But I'll never forget when his music hit and the pop that he got and everyone like rushing, you know, to, to, to see this guy, you know, but, um, yeah. moving on from there. Uh, yeah. Like going back to pretty much, you know, what Michael Angelo say, you know, I mean that one time, you know, in 96, you know, May 27, that, you know, he changed the game, you know what I mean? And like you said, remember, I said, you know who I am? But you don't, you don't know, know why I'm here. I'm here. Yo, what? that shit was money. And, money. and to believe it, that he actually, they actually got sued. They actually brought some bogus, you know what I mean? Racer Ramon, and since Diesel was there eventually, but you know what I mean? Like they actually thought that they, the name, it was going to be the same, you know what I mean? And 
unfortunately, Brian Lee, Undertaker's cousin, you know, um, got to play that part, and um, it didn't work out. But um, that how tell you how much of a twist. And he was a good businessman, you know. What I mean, he made sure he was, you know. What I mean, before he left, he already knew what was up. So he just wanted to guarantee money. That's why he didn't care about Vince. No, real talk, real talk. And that moment for me as a kid, when I seen him pop up on WCW, I was like, yo, what the hell is Razor Ramon doing on WCW? <laughs> through the crowd. Yeah, through the crowd too. Like, like I was like, yo, you know, as a kid, because we had never seen like this quote unquote forbidden door where wrestlers show up on other programs. So the first time I got to see that was with, well, actually, the first time we got to see that, I believe it was with Lex Luger, right? In the in the Mall of America? Yeah, you could or, say that. Yeah, you could say that. But then, you know, when... Impact, though. The impact. The, the impact was so much bigger. And this this is no slight to, to Lex Luger at all. You know, former Wolfpack member. But it's no slight to, to, to Lex at all. But when Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon, walks through that crowd, the pop the people losing their shit, like, holy shit, this is Razor Ramon. Like, he's here at WCW. What the fuck? And, like, you know, I remember watching that as a kid. Of course, those words didn't come out, but those words were in my, my mind because, you know, I, I would never use this language inside my parents' house. And I'm 35, and I would never use this language inside, inside my parents' house, still to this day. But, this you know, day. yeah, yeah, just it's just, it's just a respect thing. But, uh, you know, when I seen that, I, I lost my mind, man. Uh, you had that happen. The outsiders are in the building. Like, you know, this this right here, to me, you know, that made WCW really crank it up a notch. Because before, let's not forget, WCW had already had Hogan. They had Flair. They had And that's Flair. another thing. Yeah, like you Hogan. said, you mentioned all them names. The fact that... Hulk Hogan, second run, let's say, like a new fresh of, of air, was given by Razor Ramon. The Hollywood Hogan character wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Razor Ramon. You know what I mean? I mean, for Scott Hall, you know yeah. what I mean? To be honest, because he gave him that swag. And, you know what I mean? They listened to hip hop and all that stuff. So they, they were, you know, they were into it like, like the, 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 the crew, you know what I mean? Like, like the gang, you know what I mean? Type of thing, the clique. You know what I mean? That's pretty much basically what they would do. Like they were saying, this was the way they would say what's up to the, you know, Shawn Michaels or whatever, you know what I mean? The click. And to this day, there's been clubs and there's been all this stuff, you know what I mean, after the fact, you know? I mean, he's done a lot for WCW. I mean, I, I still wonder to this day on how many people nationwide were pissed off at him when he was part of killing Goldberg's undefeated streak with Kevin Nash. So, I mean, he was the one that busted out that taser one like that. And, you know, I thought, I mean, let's, let's be for real. Like when, when that happened, I thought it was like, damn, that sucks Goldberg, but it's Scott Hall. So, so, so I can't be too mad. Like it's Scott Hall, bro. Like, you know, Sucks to be you right now, Goldberg. But uh, I know, <laughs> like, like he said, that, you know what I mean. Like I think somebody came up with some type of uh, like a poem. It says that he formed the clip, which inspired a club. He revolutionized a ladder that diamonds uh, 
outsider to Razor, his name is Scott Hall, the original bad guy, machismo and all. Bad times are over, dreams came through. Scott, Scott will live forever because bad guys do. Hey, yo. Yo, respect, respect. Uh, St. Patrick's uh, Day, Irish. No, but uh, yeah, that that moment happening, and and everything like that. But let's let's not just just go back and backtrack to to, to what you said uh, about Scott Hall pretty much breathing life into Hulk Hogan's career. He did. I mean, because you know, with that being said, at at that point, WCW had Hogan, and Hogan at that time was still the, the mega star wrestler. He was getting booed. He was getting booed. And you know, when you when you thought of uh, wrestling, the first two names that came up at that point in time was a Ric Flair and a Hogan. And those two wrestlers alone wasn't moving the needle. And the needle didn't start to move until you got Scott Hall inside WCW. That's when the needle started to move. And that's when things started to change. Like things started to change right there at that moment. Ratings started going up at that moment. Uh, Hulk Hogan's career, you know, re rejuvenized because of a Scott Hall. You know, we, we touched on that earlier. Steam career literally went to a whole nother level. Still to this day, still rocking the crow look. And that was inspired from Scott Hall telling them about the crow. You know what I'm saying? Like that that right there, pe people don't understand like this this man connections is is deep all across wrestling. Like you you know how many times that WCW wanted to put the title on Scott Hall? In, in yeah. particular, Eric Bischoff. And Scott Hall was like, nah. Cause he wanted to get other people over. And that's what he did his whole career. You know what I'm saying? And um yeah, man, like uh, just just transcending, you know, this guy, this guy was something special, uh, which is why he connected with a with a lot of kids, especially you know kids kids growing up inside the hood, kids growing up in in rural areas and, and things like that, you know, because everybody huh. want everybody wanted that uh, you know that that sauce that machismo, like you know you wanted to be saucy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and then, um, go ahead. No, I was gonna say he just put that extra stank on everything he did, and like before anybody knew how to say put stank on it. I mean, he just had that extra ability to outshine everybody else. But the thing with him yeah. is he believed in a brotherhood, so he didn't just shine on his own. He pulled people up with him and brought them up there to the spotlight with him. Like he he did a lot for a lot of people, and that that is one of the reasons why so many people love him to this day, and I'll never forget him. Now, yeah. let's talk about. Uh, I mean, he, he had his last match in WCW three way dance. This is in 2000. Uh, I forgot what, what the actual date. Uh, well, actually, it, it, um, it's been 22 years from this match. Um, wow. It was on February 20th, 2000, his last match. Um, and yeah, he lost. Yeah. And, yeah, but we all are, brother. We all are. Yeah, and I, after that, I believe he left to Japan. He did some shots in Japan. Um, He wrestled Tanahashi when he was young, you know what I mean? And um, and actually, who Tanahashi got over. And that's what tells you the type of guy he was. 
he was one of the hottest guys coming into free agency or whatever, you know. And uh, of course, he went over to New Japan. And next thing you know, he ended up back, you know, where he everything started. I mean, not everything started, but where he got the most notoriety, you know, back with the uh, with the Fed. You know what I mean? When um they injected lethal, you know, a dose of lethal. I'm gonna kill my creation. <laughs> you know, and, and and that led to you know what I mean. Of course, in no way out they came out, but um. Man, perhaps, you know, I mean, I don't know. To me, one of the biggest matches uh, on Raw, you know what I mean? Like, uh, main event, you know what I mean? It was a handicap match between, you know, the original NWO against uh, one Rock and one Don't Go Steve Austin. What? Yo, that had to be the biggest match. And I'm not just repeating because you Star said. power. Star power. Yeah, the star power, man. Like, look, look at that. You had, you had the the quote unquote current generation versus the quote unquote uh, generation before, right? So you had you had in the ring, you know, you had Kevin Nash, known known for being Diesel. You know, said you had Hulk Hogan, knowing for known for being Hollywood <laughs> Hulk Hogan, right? And then you had Scott Hall, known as Razor Ramon. To the hey, fan base, you know what I'm saying? Then you had The Rock, soon to be up and coming movie star, and you had Stone Cold Steve Austin. The name is inside of itself. Like, you had oh, hell yeah. all that star power in a main event. Like, that had to be the dopest thing ever. Like, especially being there live in the audience. Like, for me, if I'm there in the audience, like, this is me all day. Like, yo, know, <laughs> I'm front row. Like I, I'm trying to, I, I'm definitely trying, trying to see what's going on. But yo, that match was big, and I, I remember that match. You know, everyone got over. You know, fuck Forrest and moves. You know, Sky Hall hit, hit. Uh, I believe he hit the Rock with the Razor's Edge, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and yeah. then uh, they actually, they actually had a match. You know what I mean? A few, like I believe, a week, two weeks before. Uh, he he had his match with Donko, you know what I mean. So The Rock and Scott Hall faced at, at a at a SmackDown, you know what I mean, in March twenty, well, pretty much twenty years ago. Yeah, man, this was huge. Uh, once again, this was on UPN, right? <laughs> UPN, wow, yeah. yeah. For for all you young kids out there, before there was a CW. That was UPN, and God, I miss UPN because UPN kept it real. Oh, yeah. Warner Brothers bought the C, uh, fucking bought UPN, and then they merged and became the CW. Like, it's just been whack ever since. But yo, I remember putting my TV on UPN, and this is before I had cable at my mom's house. Like, you know, cable would go in and out. You know, it, it all depended on you know what what the deal was like for for that month or that year. You know, uh, you, you get the cable channels for, you know, $40 a month for the year. As soon as that promotion over with, cable off. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I remember, you know, turning my TV and, and, and seeing this. And that had to be, like, the dopest thing ever, man. Like, seeing, like, childhood hero versus new childhood hero. You know what I'm saying? Because before, before I ever had a, 
had anything like for The Rock as far as, you know, being a fan. I was a fan of Scott Hall first, you know what I'm saying? So um, that was big in its own. Uh, but yeah. let's, let's talk about – go ahead. No, and then remember, you know what I mean, he had that feel. So that was on the anniversary of that match. You know what I mean? After that match that he had, you know what I mean? Two weeks later, he faced Stone Cold at WrestleMania, which tomorrow will be 22 years. You know, as as a recording on St. Patrick's Day, um, you know, I mean, we had this match that we never, you know, thought we would see it. Unfortunately, he was still dealing with some demons, and um, the chemistry wasn't all there. You know, what I mean, and then again, you would think that the match would have been Hogan against Stone Cold, but. You know, we see how that transpired, man. And um, you know, what I mean, they had a they had a good match. You know, what I mean, and um, was it Toronto, right? Yeah, Toronto. Uh, yeah, Toronto, and um, he did the, you know, of course, like he always do. He did the, you know, the honors, and um, one Stone Cold won, but it wasn't the, you know, unfortunately, one match that we would say, you know, stole the match. Unfortunately, you know, we know. What was the match of the night that that year? Unfortunately, but yeah, you know what I mean. You know what? <laughs> he he. Uh, but but between him and the Rock selling the stunner, that's a tie. <laughs> because, cause oh yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but the Rock still the Rock still the winner on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and but yeah. that match, man, definitely was a good one. Hey. Yeah, the WrestleMania moment, and then you know we had the incident with the plane, plane ride, and everything like that. But you know, that was like three months later, not even three or two months later. But let's, I mean, let's talk about. It. I mean, I don't know Scott personally. You know, I got to meet him once, you know, in 2020. But it's documented, like you know, mentally, we we talk about mental health. He. He he was dealing with some things. I mean, you know, some decades before that, in self self defense, he ended up you know putting someone down. And the thing about that is, people understand like pulling pulling the trigger to a gun is one thing, right? Actually hitting someone outside of a target, like out outside of like paper targets, that's a whole different you know thing. Like you gotta understand, like when something like that happens your mind will continue to, to play with you. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's like forever inside your mind, you gotta, you know, it's gonna come up like, damn, I I took someone from this earth. You know what I'm saying? And that's a, that's a hard thing to cope with, you know, for some people. Some people, you know, it's nothing for them. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing. You know, you got mercenaries out there, hitmen. But for, you know, people that, you know, that really ain't about that, and you know that's not their attention. It's gonna mess with you. So PTSD, while, man, it's all PTSD. Yeah, once you, PTSD, it's, it's just a, it's it's a long term shit, man, that you can't shake. It doesn't matter how many therapy sessions you go to or whatever kind of medicine your psych your psych puts you on. That shit's always gonna be a permanent scar up here, and possibly in your heart too, because most people that end up in a situation like that, they don't really want to, but they feel like it's either going to be me or you. So, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to let somebody else pop you first and then that that's going to be the end of your story. So he basically prolonged his life 
And I mean, he, he, he lived a long life and he did pretty much everything that any wrestler would have wanted to do in that business. He achieved like so many goals and he's a two-time Hall of Famer. I mean, you can't get anything better than that. Nah, you really can't. You really can't. Uh, but, you know, we, we can't forget, like, sometimes we forget as fans that these people who portray these characters, they're human first. They're human. You show me one perfect human walking this earth, and I will show you that that person is definitely an android. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not one perfect human that has walked this earth besides Jesus Christ himself. You know what I'm saying? But there's there's no one that's perfect. And I think that, you know, we tend to, you know, look at these stars and it's like, well, I'm going to put them on this pedestal and they have to be this and that and they can never do this. And it's like people have moments. Everyone has as a moment that, you know, they want to take back or, you know, that they wasn't quite thinking or, or what have you. Like there's moments like that. It's up to you to, to know when to say, you know what, this is not his character 100 percent of the time. Obviously, this this had to be an issue that, that this person was going through. You know what I'm saying? So for for all the bad stories that's out there, it doesn't outweigh the good that 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 he's done. I mean, because there's gonna be people out there that, that's gonna have shit to say, you know what I'm saying, and you know, things things like that. But the the good that, that he's done throughout this business, decades and decades and decades, like People are getting paid as wrestlers because of what he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that wasn't guaranteed contracts. That wasn't big money contracts like this. He created that. You know what I'm saying? Like, the the whole entire wrestling world, um, the whole entire wrestling world owes him. Yeah, that guarantee money, man. I mean, Goldberg, where he's at, they were the one that hooked him up with the, you know, with Bloom. You know what I mean? I heard they didn't really like Goldberg too much. I mean, they still kind of helped out, you know, their fellow brothers. I mean, even though they were tight. They they were showing them tough love, you know what I mean? It was that, because remember, Goldberg was from the new school. So this guy's, when they, they, uh, you know, um, try to take it, what they say, the rhythm, the rhythm, you know what I mean? Like dumb and stuff. Like he wouldn't understand because he didn't come from that part, of, you know, that time of the culture within the wrestling scene, you know? So he used to be that, mad. I actually just read that he gave out one more gift before he passed away. Apparently, from what Damian Priest said, he gave, like, Scott Hall gave Damian Priest a blessing to use his razor's edge in that surfboard walk. So. He, he was more than a generous man. I mean, he helped get people over, and he's even still giving gifts, like, right before he goes. I mean, what kind of a person would you want to be around? I mean, he was a blessing to have in your life if, if he was a part of your life. Yeah, yeah. Respect, respect. And like I said, uh, the, 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 you know, the TNA run, you know, it was cool, but we all knew it wasn't there. Um, We also had that famous, you know, one-time, you know, showing, but that was pretty much, you know, I think that was before he came back. Was it? No, that's when he when he left. When he showed up on ECW. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that that I think that was like uh when he, after he left WCW, right? Yeah, yeah. That that was right after he left WCW. Yeah, yeah. And just that song, even though that song is banging, you know what I mean? The Fuji. When that song came up, you know what I mean? That that town, I forgot where in New York they was at, you know, the pop, you know what I mean? Like it was crazy, you know, people still loved him, you know, and I guess in the New Japan, he also used the song, you know what I mean? When you hear that, you know what I mean? Like that beat, you know, it, it was iconic, you know what I mean? Like you, you can't change it, you know what I mean? Like how impactful was him that automatically, automatically, it, it, it made him Hall of Fame bound, you know what I mean? I mean, just rewatching that video of him coming out to the Fuji's doing his like little strub, man. It was kind of funny though, because he's actually like, you know, getting into it to the beat, like beat for beat. He knew how to move, he knew how to talk. He was just one hell of a talent that will never be replaced. No, not ever. Speak speaking of uh, you know, we, we spoke on his TNA run. So uh a few weeks prior to this happening, or a few days prior to this happening, uh, I think Scott Hall told um Devon and Bubba Ray, like, yo, I cannot wait to kick out of your finisher. And you was that you, DNA? I thought that was in um WWE no, when they no, no, when no, they no, no, that was in TNA. No, it was in WWE because that's when they when they got there in 20, 2002 and the Dudley was there. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking I'm talking about the moment from TNA when when they had this tag match. And uh, he, he, uh, he said a few weeks prior, he's like, yo, I, I can't wait to kick out of your finisher. And he pays it for it, man. Like, no, no, I think. I, I, about to hit him here. It's a little free. I think you can count, Andrew. He's got him. Right. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I think that the story was something like that he, um, they asked him, you know what I mean, like about his finisher that he he can't wait to take his finisher. So they got oh. happy. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean. You take his finisher, you don't have to, whatever. And then he was like, yeah, I like, can't wait to kick out of it. And he was ribbing them, you know. He was, you know, and they got kind of serious and shit. But that was the type of the way he used to be, you know what I mean. We used to play, you know. At least he wasn't an asshole, though. I mean, he did it all in good fun and just like you know. Being one of the boys yeah. backstage. Oh yeah. Um, so real quick, Mike Angelo, what 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 was one of your favorite moments, Scott Hall slash Razor Ramon? If you could name one. I mean, I could go back to the early stuff, but I don't know, man. Like I said, I was one of those kids that was pissed off when Goldberg lost his undefeated streak. So I'm saying him just doing that taser. That just, you know, changed the world for us being young kids at the time. It was, it was, it pissed you off. But now that you look back on it, you know why it happened. So, I mean, that was one of my favorite moments. Okay. El Cheech, your favorite moment. Oh, well, I mean, it has to be, you know, I, I got two, of course. What's the um, WrestleMania 10, you know, the ladder match, you know, it changed the game after that. Um, and that time, you know, in your house one, man, when El Tio Sabio, you know, came in to, you know, into the scene, you know, thanks to Scott Hall, you know what I mean? So my favorite moment, if I had to pick one, 
I'm going to do two. Him and Goldust. And um, I think if, if I'm going to go WCW, uh, I am going to go the feud that he had with Larry Zabisco. And you, and, and you know why, right? You you know why that uh, feud happened? Why? Because Larry Sabisco put him on in the AWA. You know what I mean? Right. Like he he looked out for him. So that's the thing. He always was returning favors. You know what I mean? For you know what I mean that type of guy that looked up like he wasn't like nah, this guy's gonna be. Me. He always gave advice to the young talent, and he always looked out. You know and. Um, and that's why you know people love him. You know what I mean? We, were, you know, we were fortunate enough to, you know, you know what I mean. The last time, you know, before the pandemic, you know, everything just went to shit, right? Right. Yeah, man. Yeah, we were fortunate. Uh, I, yo, I remember it like yesterday. It's like I hit you up. I said, "Yo, El Cheech, what's up, man? You, you going to Hey Yo?" And like, I'm like, "Hey Yo, we in there." It was like, yeah, I want to go, but I ain't trying to drive. I was like, fuck it, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's take my whip. Yeah, so, yeah, you, you, you always close. You always a driver. You love to drive. <laughs> I mean, I know you don't love to drive, but if you have to, you, you know. Yeah, that was yeah. a, a dope, dope day, man. Yeah, man. You know, we get there and like literally, bro. Like this was literally one month after my house burned down. Remember that? Yeah. Like, this was like the first event that I went to. And I was like, yo, I had, I, I needed something as an escape. I was like, what can I go, where can I go or what's going to make my mind escape? And then I heard about Scott Hall being at Hey Yo in Akron with, with AIW. So get the tickets, we're driving down there. The line is long as hell. To, to get a photo op with them or what have you. You know, I get there, I get up to the table. I think, I think Cheech went first. I think Cheech goes first. And I believe Cheech got his picture first with Scott Hall, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Right? You you went you went first, you you got your picture with Scott Hall. And then uh yeah, you got your picture first with Scott Hall. And then I remember I go up to Scott Hall. And he goes, brother, you're not a wrestler? You're not wrestling? I said, no, man, I just watch. And, uh, you know, that's that, that's that's like the first thing that, that, that I can think of, you know. But that moment, period, you know, just having that moment, um, you know, to actually be in the presence of Skahal, like someone that, like I said, I grew up watching this guy and having a chance to actually speak with him. Even if it was just for a few moments, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was worth it. Okay. It's not too late, JT. You could still get in that ring. You already got a name, Mr. Six Foot Nine. Nah, I'm good, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, and I, I believe this is, um, I was able to get, I, I don't know if it was, but I think this was perhaps one of his last action figures to ever drop. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You got that, you got that autograph, and I bought the championship belt. And I had him autograph that. Yeah, man. Yeah. So right now, I have my uh, World Heavyweight Championship somewhere back here. I have Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. Yo, look at the figure. 
Look at look at the taco meat. <laughs> Chico. Yeah. Yeah, one of the you know, little AJ probably took his chain somewhere. So, you know. Right, right, right. Hey, he is the reason why how I learned my first Spanish word. So there you go, man. I learned how to say Chico when I was a little kid. Good times. Yeah, it's crazy. And the thing is, like me being, you know, born and raised in Puerto Rico, watching that, it was like he's Cuban. You know what I mean? Before even knowing that he actually, you know, I mean, it was full blooded American. His name wasn't (laughs) even that, you know, Hispanic. So, so. What was your reaction when you found out that Scott Hall wasn't even Latino at all? Because I remember for me, I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean that, that that he's not? No, you can't tell me like he. Nah, I, I was bugging. I'm like, how? I, you know what I mean? How, how can they do that? You know what I mean? Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. You know, it, it was like when I, I, I saw somebody with a last name, uh, Spanish last name, or Puerto, you know what I mean? It was like, oh, they, they Puerto Rican. You right, know, they, right, right. Like, they couldn't be from Mexico. No, they were Puerto Rican, you know? <laughs> yeah, you can tell by the last name, right? So I'm like, you know, as as a kid, when I found that out, man, it it kind of devastated me. I was like, damn, you, you mean to tell me you want Spanish at all? Like, like it kind of it kind of remind me of, of that scene on Trading Places when when Dan Aykroyd, uh, unfortunately, bad taste now puts on the black faces and the dreads and all that stuff, and it was like, damn, man. When I found that out, I was like, you know, damn. But at the same time, you know, Scott Hall is is that guy. Uh, Razor Ramon is that guy that that definitely got all the fans like tuned into it. You know, that there's an iconic picture with him and West Side Gun, like mm-hmm. you know, some, somewhere out there. And you know, I think he had him on a on a headlock. Yeah, he had him in a headlock, and West Side Gun put out the tweet. It's like he's you know. You're the reason why I'm rocking all these chains and everything like that. Like you, you transcended a culture. You know what I'm saying? Outside, inside of wrestling, you know, the whole world was hit. Uh, but like I said, my my heart goes out to to Kevin Nash, uh, another one of my my childhood, uh, you know, childhood heroes. Uh, Kevin Nash basically said you never realize how much you love someone until you can't you know say that's deep that's deep right yeah. there and yeah, it was uh, definitely you know close and of course you know what i mean you know of course don't want me but yeah the, um, you know it, it was sad but um you know, one of the moments that I think he deserved, you know, was when he got inducted in 2014 yeah. in the Hall of Fame, man. Um, he was happy. And, bro, he, he just dropped some bars. And that's the thing. He could have go longer. But he just went there and, you know, he wasn't there for a long time. You know, you see him, everybody smiling, the click, you know. And he dropped some, uh, you know, he dropped perhaps one of the – you know, the most inspiring uh, quotes that is going to be used now for, you know, for eternity, you know what I mean? Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last. 
but bad guys do. Yeah. Yo, that that's something that's going to be used until the end of time, like you said. And um, we, before before we wrap it up, um, that that right there, that's like especially if you look at uh you know your own personal situations. You feel me? It's like. You gotta always remember, like, you're gonna get past this. This is just, this is like a training. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a training, training for you to to be stronger, to be wiser, to be better. And uh, you know, situations ain't gonna last, but you will. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's all about you overcoming it, and I think that is a perfect uh a perfect um i guess you could say a quote but also a perfect and a perfect analyze or uh you know of life how how life is it's a situation that you're gonna get past but um you know scott hall the last person uh to wrestle ted dibiase like you know like they say he re he retired Diviasi, like they said, you know. And lo and behold, where he Diviasi ended up after he left and as part of the W O. You know, he was yeah, for 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 life. Yeah, yeah, man. But definitely, you know what I mean? It's um we had to pay respect to one of the you know, the pioneers in this business. And um, you know, he forever is gonna be synonymous with the sport and you know, um a lot of people could learn a lot from him and it's sad that you know it was taken away but um you know shout out to ddp you know what i mean i came through and um gave him a few more years because unfortunate um he came a long way because y'all remember that time he got booked and um whoever them promoters were fuck you let him go out there looking all crazy you know but um i believe you know, he couldn't even watch that because, you know, it hurt him so much. He got a, he had a good heart, man. You know, prayers and, you know, condolences to his family and friends and his son, Cody. That, um, you know, I'm pretty sure he got to be going through it. And a daughter. Yeah, I see. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is this is definitely, you know what I'm saying, just, just, just our take on it. You know, just our tribute. Uh, Definitely had love for this man. And like I said, it tore it, it tore a hole into not just, you know, the wrestling community, but you know, pop culture period. To me, to me in the wrestling fans, like I, I told I told Chief Sis yesterday, like, to me that this is like losing DMX in a sense. In a sense, like, you know, everything everything that DMX did, did for hip hop, I look at everything that Scott Hall did for wrestling. You know what I'm saying? You know, both both had their, you know, adversities, the demons, but they all both had a heart of gold. You know what I'm saying? So RIP to, to the realists to ever do it. RIP to matter of fact, I don't even want to say recipe. I was I want to say long live Scott Hall. Long live Razor Ramon. Long live the bad guy. And look, on that note, you already know what you gotta do. We're not going to hit you with our usual catchphrase, but 
real talk. We want y'all to definitely at all times always remember. Bad guys always last. And this man is forever gonna forever gonna be a part of history and he's forever gonna be a part of wrestling. And that's one thing you can never take away. Scott Hall's legacy will forever live on, not only inside the current, but into the future. But on that note, yeah. And remember, hard work pays off. Bad day, you know, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. On that note, we out. We out, y'all. Peace. Y'all definitely RIP, man. Long live. Go ahead and pop off me and my click put on. I'm like a young man. I'm here to get your bitch off. Like I'm Rick Flair, little finger to the big boss, man, aka police. Cause I'm over your head like guitars. Kill these niggas, that's no problem. Chill, these niggas want no problem. That chopper body like corn swaggle. Can't see you shot them like Sin Car. Roll it up with that shit loud. It ain't mine if that shit not. Ladies hate when I rip rude, but they in love with this Jake It's like now, say hello to my Python. I'm seeing punk with that mic, y'all. She go to sleep cause my bike bomb. Bless I be hurting feelings. Niggas is Curtis Axe, so my rap is like Kurt and then And then, don't it? I'm such a charmer. Come crown Vic. Not talking whip, I'm thinking Lawler. Cause I'm royalty. But we talking cars, it's not a problem. Just bought two big bodies, call them Kamala and Umaga. What up? You're talking to the black guy. My gang real, but I ain't never no vampire. Look at all that ice he got on. Bigger than that icy title. Picking out my pill, man, cause I still feel like I'm flying Brian. Who high as I am? Who fly as I am? Life is a bitch, when you this rich is more than life in China. Get it? Strong ass out. They can say they want that smoke. Well, I'm Papa Shango. I'll be hopper, playing low. Get the ganja, no steamboat. And I'm fly as a crossbody, but I'm tired of saying so. So I do so with new producers and a slew of my latest verses. And I'm ruthless like Rusev. Move or be through with you niggas first. Get back to work. Talking to the bad guy, yeah, Chico. You're talking to the, yeah, Chico. You're talking to the bad guy. I'm too sweet. I dare you, niggas, act fly. Yeah, Chico. You're talking to the bad guy. Yeah, Chico. Yeah, Chico. You're talking to the bad guy. Too picking your eye.